for many weeks, maybe more than a month, I was attempting to to search for a way to conclude the organized crime talk, and I found it. I'll be doing organized crime episodes um, during the first week of January of next year. But when I talk about organized crime, it won't be based on any more stories of my childhood. Because I know that after this episode, this episode is the best conclusion of all the stories from my childhood. So, let us begin. This is nspcc.org.uk. Criminal exploitation and gangs. We have advice about how to spot the signs of criminal exploitation and involvement in gangs and what support is available for children and young people. So, children and young people like five-year-old need, you know, being involved with gangs and criminal exploitation need help and support. They, including people like myself back then, might be victims of violence, which I was, or pressured to doing things like stealing, which I was pressured to do by the criminals, or carrying drugs or weapons. I was forced to do both by the criminals. They might be abused, I was, exploited, I was, and put in a dangerous situation, I was. We have advice about what to do if a child is being groomed to join, has already joined the gang. I was groomed to join the DC gangs. It says, worried about a child, if you're worried about a child, even if you're unsure, contact our helpline to speak to one of our counselors, call us on 80808. 800-5000, email help at nspcc.org.uk or fill in our online form, the nspcc.org.uk. Uh, what is criminal exploitation? Criminal exploitation is child abuse where children, young people like five-year-old me, are manipulated and coerced into committing crimes which did happen to me against my will. What is a gang? The word gang means different things in different contexts. The government in their paper safeguarding children, young people who may be affected by gang activity, which I was, distinguishes between peer groups, street gangs, and organized criminal gangs. Um, peer group. A relatively small and transient social grouping which may or may not describe themselves as a gang depending on the context. So I was in criminal-based uh, peer groups. Uh, some of the people within these criminal-based peer groups were other kids. They were already um, considered crime bosses as children. Be, be, and the adult criminals designated them to be that, and that's how I got into that these DC-based criminal peer groups and um, 
of course they had adult criminal help so there were so in the organized crime what I was in I knew of and knew uh, child crime bosses um, and adult crime bosses I also knew of and knew those working for child crime bosses, some kids, some adults, and I knew of and knew those who were working for adult crime bosses being children and adults too. Um, Then it says street gang. Groups of young people who see themselves and are seen by others as a discernible group for whom crime and violence is integral to the group's identity. So, as I said in previous episodes, I was involved in DC street gangs, um, DC street crews, um, DC prison gangs, and DC motorcycle gangs. And they were all criminal groups. And then it says organized criminal gangs. A group of individuals for whom involvement in crime is for personal gain, financial or otherwise, for most crime is their quote unquote occupation. Um, As I said in previous episodes, I was forced to um, be a part of the Italian Mafia and the Mexican drug cartels. And the Baltimore, Maryland drug trade. And I was forced to be a part of the organized crime world of DC, Maryland, and Virginia mainly D.C. and Baltimore, Maryland. Within these uh, D.C. street gangs, D.C. street crews, D.C. prison gangs, D.C. motorcycle gangs, Italian Mafia, Mexican uh, drug, There was a mixture of children and adults committing crimes together and separately. There are way more adults than children, obviously, within all of these um, crime squads, if you will. Then it says, it's not illegal for a young person to be in a gang. There are different types of gang, and not every gang is criminal or dangerous. However, the gang membership that I was forced to do can be linked to legal activity, which it was, particularly organized criminal gangs like the uh, Italian Mafia, the Mexican drug cartels, and the Baltimore drug trade involved in 
trafficking, drug dealing, violent crime, and yes, they did all three. And yes, they did illegal activities too. And it says, what is county lines? County lines is the police term for urban gangs, which I was forced to be a part of, exploiting young people like me when I was five, into moving drugs from a hub, nor normally a large city, into other markets, suburban areas, and marketing coastal towns using dedicated mobile phone lines or quote-unquote deal lines. All those things happen to me. And it happened to all the other young people. And it happened to the adults as well. Um, children as young as 12 years old and younger than that and older than that and a five-year-old like me you know have been exploited into carrying drugs for gangs i was forced to do that this can involve children like myself at five being trafficked away from our home areas staying in accommodation selling manufacturing drugs this can include airbnb and short-term private rental properties that happened to me when it came to the human trafficking where i remember staying overnight sometimes um with the traffickers and the pimps and those who pimped and prostituted me as a child there were times where I would stay overnight, but they would bring me back by 3 in the morning. So I had a, some hours of sleep, and then I would sleep the rest of the hours at my mother's apartment. They would bring me back to my mother's apartment. They would have me live in these air and air, B&B, or short-term fragmental properties, you know, staying in homes and staying in houses and staying in other apartments in the DMV area, I, re I remember that. Um, budget hotels, yeah, I remember staying overnight in budget hotels sometimes. You know, the budget motels too, sometimes, then they bring me back. And at these Airbnb, Air, Airbnb or short-term private rental properties and the budget hotels, budget motels and the apartments and the homes and the houses, I was being pimped and prostituted as a kid, child prostitution, commercial sexual exploitation of children, that happened to me, and the um, sexual slavery, sex exploitation, sexual exploitation, all of this happened to me as a kid. I tended to be sexually assaulted and raped and molested and gang raped and serial raped in all of those places, and the home of drug users, other vulnerable persons. Um, that's taken over by criminal gangs, may be referred to as cocooning, which did happen to me. Sometimes I remember the drug customers who would try to purchase drugs from me would sexually assault me, rape me in, in their homes because they figured. Um, that I was their favorite drug dealer in their baseless mind. So I remember that happened to me at five. So cuckooing did happen to me too.
And I remember sometimes staying overnight at the homes of these drug users, but they would bring me back. They would have somebody bring me back early. They would have me sleep in the same bed with them, assault me there, and they, they sexually assault me there, and, and then they would rape me in all the rooms of their homes. I remember being in condominiums, especially even the luxurious ones, and being right there. And sometimes when I would get raped, when it came to like the drug users, for example, most of the time I didn't get paid any more money than they were paying me for drugs. But there were times where they did pay me, you know, and I would have to hide the money very well, like in my backpack or something that came to go to school. And so I, I, um, they would have um, grown adults hold the money for me. So when I would, you know, be outside away from my parents, they would give me the money directly. So there were times in the organized crime world that people would hold the money for me, but they'll let me walk around with it, like thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars in my pocket. Um, that's how the money was never able to get in my parents' home, my mother's apartment, you know, for sure. So I remember children younger than 12, like me, at, at 12, and older than 12, where they were, we were all exploited to carrying tr drugs for gangs. And yes, us young people were exploited by urban gangs. You know, into moving drugs from a hub, normally large city to other markets, suburban areas, and marketing coastal towns, using dedicated mobile phone lines and deal lines. That happened to me, the other children. And don't get me wrong, you had adults being exploited into carrying drugs for gangs. And I said this for the last time, you had adults being exploited by urban gangs into moving drugs from the hub, normally large cities, other markets, suburban areas, and marketing coastal towns, using dedicated mobile phone lines or corporate deal lines to happen to. And I knew children and adults who were being trafficked from their home areas, staying in accommodation, selling manufacturing drugs. It did include Airbnb, short-term private rental properties, but hotels on the drug use or other vulnerable person that's taken over by criminal gangs may be referred to as cocoons. Sometimes I repeat myself or read the same things to make sure you get all the hard truths from me. Um, signs of cocoon. Signs that cocoons take place include signs of drug use, which I saw. More people coming and going from the property and properties, that's what I saw. More cars or bikes outside, that's what I saw. Litter outside, I saw that. You haven't seen the person who lives there recently, or when you have, they seem anxious, distracted, not themselves, I've seen that. Children like me living in these properties are at risk of neglect, which happens to me. And other types of abuse would happen to me too. If you're worried, it's going to contact the police or our helpline immediately. You know, nspcc.org.uk. 
Um, if a child has been trafficked for the purpose of criminal exploitation, I assume they are addicted to abuse. As a five-year-old child, I was trafficked for the purpose of criminal exploitation, which made me a victim of abuse back then. So find out more about child trafficking, what is child abuse, types of abuse, child trafficking, and what support is available. So how are young people like me be recruited? A child or young person might be recruited into a gang because of where they live or because of their families. Where I lived, um, there was uh, crime happening in my mother's apartment came to her brother and there was crime happening outside of my mother's apartment when it came to the organized crime figures. And when you had when you're forced to live with a criminal, it was inevitable for me to commit crimes against my will as a child. Then it says they might join because they don't see another option or because they feel like they need protection. Well, I was made to feel like I didn't have another option. Even though I knew crime was never the way to live. And I, one of the reasons why I said yes to these gangs is not because I wanted to be pure evil. No, 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 no. I wanted to have protection outside of my mother's apartment because I was unprotected in her apartment and I was unprotected outside of her apartment and I had more protection outside of her apartment than inside of her apartment. Then it says children like me and young people like me may become involved in gangs for many reasons, which I did, including peer pressure when defending with their friends. Well, I saw that happen to other kids. It was more of adult pressure and adults forcing me to fit in with their friends. When it came to children, yeah, did they try to peer pressure me want me to fit in with their friends? Yeah, but I didn't go for it when it came to kids. But when you have adults who run everything, it was adult pressure and then forcing me to fit in with their adult friends. And then it says the second reason, they feel respected and important. Well, I did feel respected, but it was a warped respect. Did I feel important? Yeah, but it was warped importance. A lot of, well, I, I would say the majority of the time, I felt disrespected and unimportant. Um, and that is what absolutely occurred in my existence. Um, but did they have their criminalistic way of saying you're, you, you're respecting important and showing it? Yeah, but it was all warped and depraved. The second reason they want to feel protected from other gangs or bullies. That did play a role in me being in gangs at five. Because these gangs and bullies, they were the ones who were always telling me to not allow myself to be shitted on as they said but then when you're in a gang 
of bullies, everybody gets shit on. And that's what happened to me. Fourth reason, they want to make money and are promised rewards. I, I didn't want to make money that way, but they exploited my desire for money and turned it into pure evil and are promised rewards. I they knew that I liked good rewards, but they turned into to um, pure evil by making it all about. Um, you know, pure evil rewards. Fifth reason, they want to gain status and feel powerful. Um, I wanted to gain healthy statuses, but there's no such thing as an And feel powerful. I want to feel good, powerful, but again, they have um, the affirmations are from the centrality of wickedness. So their criminalistic status symbols and the criminalistic abuse of power, I was victimized class. Lastly, they've been excluded from school and don't feel they have a future. I was excluded from having full enjoyment of school as a child. And at times I was made to feel like that I was unworthy of having a positive future. Um, Organized criminal gangs groom children like me, young people like me, because I was considered less suspicious by them and are given lighter sentences than adults. I never served any jail time for what happened to me. I'm not glorifying any of this, but I'm just stating the facts. Studies show that a child is more risk of being recruited by gangs and organized crime. If they've been excluded from school, I knew kids that were. They have special education needs. That would include me and some kids I knew. There are problems at home like neglect, domestic abuse, sexual abuse. That's definitely happening at mother's apartment and the homes of the other children. And adults, you know, you had adults who didn't who didn't get the special education needs they wanted, they were also excluded from school. They had problems with mental health. Me, the children, adults, we all had problems with mental health. And they live in existing gang territory. That happened to me, the other children, and the adults. If you were a child, a young person being groomed for criminal exploitation to join a gang, contact our helpline immediately. Our trained counselors can sign posts for local services and provide professional advice. So, yeah, the whole peer pressure wanting to fit in with their friends, the children and the adults, I saw that happen to them. They feel respect and important. I saw that happen to the children and the adults. They want to feel protected from other gangs and bullies. 
I saw that happen to children and the adults. They want to make money and are promised rewards. I saw that happen to the children and the adults. They want to gain status, feel powerful. I saw that happen with the children and the adults. They've been excluded from school, don't feel that future. I saw that happen to the children and the adults. In organized criminal gangs, they groom adults who've never done crime. I saw adults starting to commit crimes. It, they can influence people who have no rap sheet, as it's called. And it says, signs of criminal exploitation. Um, there are some signs to look out for if you're worried a child or young person is trying to gain or it's being criminally exploited. Might be hard to spot at first, but the sooner you're able to talk to the young person, the more you'll be able to help them. Sometimes you may notice they're frequently absent from doing bad in school. I saw that happening to children and adults. Going missing from home, staying out late, traveling for unexplained reasons. I saw that happening to the children and the adults. I was always home at a reasonable hour. So that is what definitely happened to me. In terms of I never spent too you know too long away from my parents to arouse suspicion. In a relationship or hanging out with someone older than them. Well, I saw that happening to the children and the adults. You know, going from missing home, going missing from home, sitting out late traveling explain reasons. I saw that happen to the children and the adults. I was never in a relationship for five, but hanging out with someone older than them, I was forced to kids were hanging out with people other than them because we had to hang out with adults, you know, not just each other, just kids. And I saw that that happened to children adults in terms of in a relationship or hanging with some older than them. Being aggressive, angry, aggressive, or violent. I had to be that way when it came to people being unnecessarily oppressed. But I knew children and adults were angry, aggressive, or violent frequently. Um, being isolated or withdrawn, we all were at times, myself, other children, the adults. Having unexplained money, buying new things that happened to me, other children, and the adults. Wearing clothes or accessories and gang coats, getting tattoos. I have no tattoos, but I knew children and adults who were wearing clothes or accessories and gang clothes, and they had tattoos you know there's nothing wrong with tattoos but in the criminal world tattoos you know trying to show gang loyalty that's bad type of tattoos and that's bad to get tattoos within that crime world using these slang words we all did myself the children and adults spending more time on social media being secret about time online I didn't have social media back then but um, spending more time on, you know, devices. I know children, adults who did that. Being secret about time online. Well, we didn't do online then, but spending a lot of time on the internet. That's something that I knew children, adults were doing. Um, that's what I witnessed back then. But there are people even today who are spending more time on social media and being secretive about time online because of criminal activity. That does happen. Making more calls or sending more texts, possibly on new phone or phones. Well, back then, criminals gave me a sky page. I didn't have 
uh, I didn't I didn't have like a cell phone back then. They gave me a sky page and I would page people. New pages, old pages. That's how I make my calls and send messages. Um, but even today, in organized crime, you got people making more calls, sending more texts, possibly on a new phone or phones. Self-harming, feeling emotionally unwell. I did feel emotionally unwell, but I knew adults and children engaged in uh, self-harming. And I never attempted to harm myself. Taking drugs and abusing alcohol on new children and adults doing those things. You know, there are times to give me very little sips of alcohol, but I never took any drugs. I didn't even take any of the painkillers that they had. Um, because I don't have an addictive personality. So it was understood, you know, drugs and alcohol is not going to get Antonio down. That's not his weakness. But there are a lot, you know, and then committing petty crimes like shoplifting and vandalism. I was forced to do those things. I know children and adults who did them for fun. I only did them because I was made to with a gun. Um, unexplained injuries to seek, seek medical help. I never had any injuries that let people know I was forced to organize crime, but I knew children and adults who did have unexplained injuries and they were refusing to seek medical help. And there were some who got medical help, though. So, and they their injuries were explained by them, though, and other people. Uh, carrying weapons have dangerous breed of dog. Well, I was forced to carry gun-type weapons. Um, I knew children adults who did. Uh, or have a dangerous breed of dog. Yeah, yeah. You know, I knew children adults who would have, you know, walk around or carry dangerous dogs. In their arms or on a leash. Then it says, dangerous or criminal exploitation. It's important to be aware of the risk of criminal exploitation of being involved with a criminal. They can use different tactics to recruit and exploit children, young, children like me and young people like me, including bribing them with rewards that happened to me, befriending them that happened to me, threatening them that happened to me, that happened to me, of course, and then that happened to me. So, Exploiting children, young people, and just adults, including bribing them for words, I saw that happen to them. Befriending them, I saw that happen to them. And threatening them, I saw that happen to them. Or coercing them, I saw that happen to them. Uh, the dangers of criminal exploitation include um, being subject to threats, blackmail, and violence. Myself, the children, and adults, we all face those three things. Uh, being arrested, including for crimes committed by the gang that they have not directly committed under the law of joint enterprise. I saw that happen to teenagers and young people and the adults. Um, there were adolescents and pre-adolescents and just children younger than that within the organized crime organization. They even had toddlers commit crimes. 
that's why our mask are not fit with her pants. Because we want the race of kids to be gangsters. Having their safety or the safety of friends and family threatened. Um, my safety was threatened. My safety of my friends and my family. If it was threatened, it was more... Well, actually it was. I take that back, it was. But I had a fearsome reputation. So they all left my friends and family understood. Because I was well-liked by the pre-adolescent, prepubescent, child criminals, the adolescent criminals, the adult criminals, the toddler criminals, and the um, just majority of criminals in the NZ area, once they found out that they tried to threaten my safety and save my friends and my family, their safety was fatally threatened with one violence and two murder. They were viciously uh, beaten to shreds. Then the gun violence. Um, so risk of emotional abuse my, we all face that, and emotional abuse, myself, the children, the adults. Using drugs, alcohol, other substances. I never did that, but I saw children, adults who did those things. Uh, being exploited and forced to commit crimes. Me, children, and adults who are all exploited and forced to commit crimes. Um, not being able to leave or cut off ties with the gang. It took me at least six to 12 months to leave. So, yes, I wasn't able to leave or cut off ties with the gang immediately. Myself, children, and adults, though. Risk of physical harm, rape, and sexual abuse. My, myself, the children, and the adults, we were all victims of physical harm, rape, and sexual abuse of some kind. Um, risk of severe injury being killed. I've, I've, I've dealt with those risks. And... I never had a severe injury in that world, but severe injuries are the soul and out of the, you know, the body outwardly. But we are being killed. We all risk that. All these risks of emotional abuse, physical harm, rape, and sexual abuse, risk of severe injury, being killed. We all face those things. Myself, children, and adults. And I saw children, adults who were severely injured and actually killed. And they killed other people. And injured other people, the adults and the children, some of them. Um, Long-term impact on education employment options. I could say that happened to me when it comes to my mental health, but when it comes to adults and the children, there was long-term negative impact on education employment options. That happened to me. Exploiting a child into committing crimes and abuses that happened to me and children. Um, children like me who were targeted were also groomed. I was groomed. Physically abused, I was physically abused. Emotionally abused, I was emotionally abused. Sexually exploited, I was sexually exploited. And trafficked, I was trafficked. And groomed, physically abused, emotional abuse, sexually exploited, and, tra and traffic happened to the children and the adults as well. However, as children like me, you know, 
being involved in gangs often commit crimes themselves, which I had no choice but to do. Sometimes they aren't seen as victims by adults and professionals. Wow. Sometimes even, sometimes we aren't seen as victims by adults and professionals. Uh, despite the harm that they have experienced and I have experienced. It's important to spot the signs and act quickly if you think a child like me is being groomed or is becoming involved with a gang. Read more about the signs below. Hear more about the signs below in the podcast. Read more about what to do below if you're worried a child or young person is in a gang or being exploited. Child line of advice for young people who are in a gang or worried about a friend. We're here to support you no matter your worry. Call us on 8080-800-5000. Email help at nspcc.org.uk or fill in our online. NSPCC.org.uk weapons. It's against the law to carry a weapon like knives, gun, or acid if it's meant for protection. I was forced to do that as a child, and I saw children and adults doing those things too. If someone is found with a weapon, they'll be arrested, which happened to the teenagers, some teenagers, some adults. I the safest thing to do if there's a threat to contact the police not to carry weapons for self-defense. It's interesting how with many of the teenagers and adults, that's what you know, the you know, police contact for the weapon carrying weapons carrying did happen with me. I usually kept my I usually not mine, but I usually kept a black semi semi automatic pistol that was loaded within my backpack if I went downtown or snuck on the metro bus or snuck on the met, snuck, snuck on the metro train where I was a, I was behind adults so closely that it seemed, oh, you know, this kid is, the kid behind this adult, the, the adult is paying for this kid that to ride the train together. So, I remember having a loaded gun, the black amount of that pistol in my bag. Nobody ever got close to my school backpack, actually. And my knowledge, I never got caught. Um, when I was in, for example, I remember being in Green Gardens in Southwest Washington, D.C., where a few times, I didn't stay there for very long. I remember selling drugs on K Street, where the K Street crew ruled on K Street Southwest, where my uh, dad's father lived, and other times I remember, you know, we then we went to the L Street Southwest, where the L Street crew once ruled uh, in terms of the distribution of narcotics of the K Street crew. So I remember selling drugs and. Southwest Quadrant, 
um, was well, some parts of the Southwest Quadrant, some parts of the Northwest Quadrant, Northeast Quadrant, Southeast Quadrant, all quadrants of Washington, D.C. So, I remember that. And it, I had to carry these things for self-defense because organized crime, everybody gets fucked over and fucked over. If you're concerned about a child's safety, contact the police immediately contact our helpline for advice. Keeping children safe in SPCC helpline is so important. It says, um, what to do if you're worried? There are things you can do to help stop a child from getting involved in the gang or help them once they join. Talk to them and listen. If a child or young person is being groomed to join a gang, there are many factors to consider to protect them and keep them safe. However, it's crucial that they feel they're able to talk to you or to another trusted adult outside of the gang. Speak to them honestly about the consequences of violent or illegal behavior. They might not realize how they could be liable or could have been lied to. However, make sure that they still feel comfortable talking to you about what is worrying them. Be aware. If you're worried about a child or know that they're involved with a gang or criminal group, try to be aware where they are where they are when they're out, who they're with, and what they're doing on social media. It's important they trust you, but they also might be at risk. Get to know your child's friends and their families and work with other parents and schools to keep an eye on their behavior and who they're with. This will help to know who they might need support or when they might be at risk. Um, ask for support. If you're worried about, if you're concerned about your child, as soon as you reach out to the police or the agency, somebody can Contact our helpline to speak to trained professionals about what is happening, who can take action, who can sign posters to the right services, support agencies in their area. Contact the police immediately if you're worried the child is in danger. Contact Children's Services. You can find them through your local council. Talk to the safeguarding lead at the child school actual support. Always call 911 wherever you are. Encourage change. Um, you can encourage them to get involved in positive activities at school or outside your local areas, such as sports and clubs. You can also talk to them about what they want to do in the future and find apprenticeships and school programs to help. It's important they feel like they have other options. Talk to them about how to cope with pressure and how to deal with conflicts without using violence. Try to teach them by example look for ways of disciplining a child that don't involve violence so they can feel like they can talk, they can still talk to you about what's happening. Um, There's more I have to say. There we go. What is child sexual exploitation? Child sexual exploitation, which I was forced to experience directly or indirectly, is a type of sexual abuse. When a child or young person is exploited, they're given things like gifts, which happened to me, drugs, which happened to the children and adults, and the gifts too happened to them. But I was never given drugs. But, you know, Gifts, drugs, money, status, and affection, in exchange for performing sexual activity. Um, 
yes, we were all given gifts, money, status, and affection in exchange for performing sex activities myself, the children, and the adults. And they got, the only thing I was given was drugs, but they had addictive personalities, so they were given drugs. Um, before I go any further, I want to mention how I've taken charge over Um, my sex life independent of the trauma. My sex life off camera is infrequent, intermittent, irregular, periodic, sporadic, um, Happening or occurring infrequently and irregularly occasional. Um, occurring occasionally at irregular intervals, so that would be episodic. Um, far and few between, scarce and frequent. Active or occurring spasmatically or intermittently, not regular or steady, fitful. Um, spasmodic, occurring or done in brief, irregular bursts. Um, not occurring very often. Um, not common, infrequent. Um, and I say occasionally rather than all the time sometimes and it gets better so my on camera sex life meaning my global ethical porn icon living that means my the on-camera sex I'll be having will be infrequent, intermittent, irregular, periodic, sporadic, uh, happening or occurring infrequently and irregularly, occasional, um, occurring occasionally and at irregular intervals, episodic, far feet between, scarce and frequent, fitful, active or occurring spasmodically. Or intermittent, or intermittently not regular or steady, spasmodic occurring or done in brief irregular bursts, um, not occurring very often, um, seldom, not common, infrequent, and sometimes, occasionally rather than all the time. And the reason why my sex life on and off camera is like that because my desire and need for myself to be a human rights movement member is stronger than my sensual eroticism and my physical sexual intercourse. 
Um, yearnings as well. So, let me get back. Children and young people like me were often tricked into believing that we were in a loving and consensual relationships. This is called grooming that happened to us. They may trust their abusers and understand that they're being abused. That did happen to us. All these things happen to children and adults too. We're just focusing primarily on children. Children and young people can be trafficked into within the UK to be sexually exploited. For me and the children and adults, I would say children, young people, and adults were trafficked outside of the UK to be sexually exploited. We we had no choice but to move around where we were and abused by being forced to take part in sexual activities of more than one person that happened to me um, and them. I say them and we children and adults and here we go. Young people in gangs can also be sexually exploited, like me, the children, and the adults. Sometimes abusers use violence and intimidation to frighten or force a child, a young person like me, and the other children, the adults. Make, make, you know, they made us feel as if we had no choice. We were, we were, we, the last time I said this, we means myself, the children, and adults. They lended us large sums of money we know, they know couldn't be repaid and they used financial abuse to control us. Anybody could be a perpetrator. CSE, child sexual exploitation, no matter our age, gender, or race, that happened to us. The relationship could be framed as friendship, something to look up to or romantic. They have a saying called man's inhumanity to man. Child, you know, the sexual exploitation of the children is, fits that accurate name. Uh, children, young people, and people like me, we were exploited. We were also used to, we, we were also used to find, of course, others to join groups. We were all forced to do it. So types of child sexual exploitation. CSC can happen in person or online. Well, it happened to us in person. An abuse within a child's trust or control then through violence or blackmail from moving on to sexual abuse and that happened to me, me, and us. This can happen a short period of time. When a child is sexually exploited online, they might be sort of the force to send a post sexual abuse images of themselves, film, or stream sexual activities, have sexual conversations. So we were all forced to have sexual conversations. We were all forced to film or stream sexual activities. And we were all forced to center post sexually explicit images of ourselves. And you're probably wondering how come there's no photo of that when it comes to childhood because they ended up burning. They, yeah. And I'm not saying yeah to glorify, I'm saying yeah out of of, uh, anger and sadness. Um, 
once an abuser has images, videos, or copy conversations that they had of us, but they end up burning them, and they'll be burning because they were afraid of law enforcement. They did use threats and blackmail to force us to take part in other sexual activities. They also did share the images and videos with others and circulate them online. Well, they didn't circulate them online, they just showed um, other traffickers and pimps what happened to us. So gangs use sexual exploitation to exert power control for initiation to use sexual life as a weapon. That happened to us all. It, it did. Children and young people might be invited to parties or gatherings with others their own age or younger or older, which happened to us, or adults and given drugs and alcohol, which happened to them. Um, and I was invited to parties and gatherings with adults as a child. I talked about some of that all that in the um, previous episode. We were assaulted and sexually abused by one person and multiple perpetrators and countless perpetrators. The sexual assaults and abuse that we went through were violent, humiliating, and degrading. So signs of child sexual exploitation. Sexual exploitation can be difficult to spot and sometimes mistaken for quote-unquote normal teenage behavior. Knowing the signs can help protect children, help them when they no one else to turn to. So signs of sex, that, that's, that was our experience against our will. Signs of sexual abuse and grooming. Um, unhealthy and appropriate sexual behavior, that happened to us. Being frightened of some people, places, or situations that happened to us brings being secretive, that happened to us. Sharp changes in mood or character, that happened to us. Having money and things they can't or won't explain, that happened to us. Physical signs of abuse like bruises or bleeding in the genital or anal area, that happened to them. Alcohol or drug misuse, that happened to them. Sexually transmitted infections, that happened to them. And pregnancy, that happened to them. When I say happened to them, I'm talking about the organized crime world I threw up. That's my world. Other things you might notice. Um, having an older boyfriend or girlfriend, that happened to them. Staying out late or overnight, that happened to them and me um, on occasion. Having a new group of friends, that happened to us. Missing from home or care, stopped going to school or college, that happened to them. Um, hanging out with older people, other vulnerable people, and anti-social groups. That happens to us sometimes. Involved in a gang, well, that definitely happens to us, like I said earlier. And involved in criminal activities like selling drugs or shoplifting, that happened to us. And in terms of the petty thefts and the vandalism and shoplifting, we were forced to accept the payments of adult criminals for having us for making us do those things. And again, when I say yes, yeah, I say it out of melancholy, not out of euphoria. Um, it says, they may not know where they are that happened to us because they've been moved around and seemed frightened, confused, or angry that happened to us. I knew some that moved around the country. I was moved around the DMV area. 
A child might know they're being sexually exploited. I was, I just couldn't put a vocabulary word to it like I can now. They might be worried or confused and less likely to speak to an adult they trust. That happens to me If you're worried about a child and want to talk to them, we have advice on difficult conversations, talking about difficult topics, keeping children safe, nspcc.org.uk. Um, if a child reveals abuse, if a child talks about sexual exploitation, it's important to listen carefully to what they're saying. Let them know that they've done the right thing by telling you. Tell them it's not their fault. Say you'll take them seriously. Don't confront the alleged abuse on your own. Let law enforcement confront the alleged abusers. Uh, explain what you do next. Report what the child has told you as possible. Um, effects of child sexual exploitation. Both sexual exploitation in person and online can have long-term effects on a child and young person. They may struggle with trust and be fearful forming new relationships. That used to be an issue for me, but I've done the hard, ugly work to overcome that. Fail exams or drop out of education. Drop out of education. That happened to some of the people I know. Experience unemployment. I'm definitely not employed. Make suicide attempts. Didn't happen to me, but I saw that happen to people I knew. Take part criminal behavior. I was forced to in the 12 months I was in or six to 12 months I was in organized crime. But after that, I did not take part in criminal behavior outside for that time span. Become isolated from family and friends. I was, it just wasn't noticeable. Um, and that happened to people like Become pregnant at a young age, that happened to them. And mental health problems, that happened to us. Abuse drugs and alcohol that happens to them, experience homelessness that happens to them. So, then it says, That world was a sickening, absolutely sickening. This is all hard for me to share.
we we were all forced to endure sexual exploitation, uh, forced labor in factories, agriculture, domestic slavery like cleaning, cooking, and childcare, committing crimes like begging, theft, work on cannabis farms, or moving drugs. Forced marriage happened to them. Uh, benefit fraud. It happened to us. Um, so the types of, you know, types of child trafficking I saw, um, the traffickers did work alone or in small groups, creating a small number of children from areas they know and live in. Be Medium-sized groups to recruit and exploit children, young people on a small scale. Be large criminal networks operating internationally with high-level corruption, money laundering, and large numbers of victims. Every trafficker was either one, both, or all three of those things. Uh, traffickers often groom children, families, communities gain their trust. They may also threaten families with violence or threats. Traffickers often promise children and families that they have a better future elsewhere. Trafficking is also economic crime. Traffickers may ask families for money for providing documents or transport and make a profit from money. A child quote unquote earns for exploitation, forced labor, or crime. They often be told this money is to pay off a debt. They or their family quote unquote owes the traffickers. All those things happen to us all. Signs of child trafficking. All the signs of trafficking can help give a voice to children. Sometimes children will understand that, 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 that what's happening to them is wrong and they might be scared to speak out. It may not be obvious that a child has been trafficked, but you might notice unusual and unexpected things in mind. Um, Spend a lot of time doing household chores that happened to them. Be orphan living apart from their family that happened to them. Be unsure which country city or town they're in that happened to them. Not be registered with a school or a GP practice that happened to them. Be seen in inappropriate places like brothels or factories that happened to us. And we did spend a lot of time doing household household chores with the traffickers and the um, and we were all forced to do our uh, jobs. We got paid, but not fairly, while they got paid bukus of revenue. Um, our jobs means a casual or isolated piece of work, especially one of a routine, domestic, or manual nature. Um, we did garden work, pet care, clerical work, cleaning other short-term tasks, pretty much. We were also made to be fixers, handy persons, and handy workers, too. We had to do trade skills, repair work, maintenance work, interior, exterior, site work, odd jobs, fix up tasks. We had to do those things. And it was low paying often. And we had to work a series of unrelated, unspecialized jobs of menial uh, nature. 
I still work for Trackers and the Pimps. I have this day. Those were our, in quotations, income streams. Um, have injuries from workplace incidents that happen to them. Rarely leave their house or have no time for playing that happen to them. Live in low standard accommodation that happen to us. Can't or are reluctant to share personal information on where they live that happen to us. Have no access to their parents or guardians that happen to them. Have money things you wouldn't expect them to that happen to us. Give a prepared story, which is very similar to stories given by other children. That did happen to us. And we were from all diverse social economic backgrounds too. We were all from human rights honoring cultures or human rights dishonoring cultures. Some of us were from one and some of us were from the other. Um, trains and buses uh, solely to protect women and girls. I remember um, having to confront pastors and preachers for Gang turns the lives of women Congress. Women Congress would tell me what happened. I wouldn't tell them that I was going to go roam the streets to find these pastors and preachers. I knew people who knew of them and knew them and knew their address, so I would tell them I just want to bless the pastor to give their addresses so I'm walking the streets. And I'd go to their doorstep after walking up, but I had a gun in my backpack. When I walked through the door, they opened the door because I kept banging on it and they kept pressing the doorbell. They opened and I savagely beat them down and they were pleading for their lives, pleading for the blood of Jesus and praying for mercy. So for half an hour, 30 minutes, I beat them with my bare hands in the Bible bloodshed on my hands and their Bible and their Bibles were the humongous type so they weren't the Lord's anointed to me once they said to these women facing domestic violence sexual violence also you know the you know they would give scriptural defenses for submitting to the abuses from their Male life partners, nonsense. Uh, and they say, "Don't touch Lord's anointing." No, 
that person was quote-unquote handpicked by the devil in my mind. So protecting women was like the most righteous, God-pleasing thing you could do in my mind at the time. And The unpardonable sin in my mind at the time was the dishonor of women and girls. Because my grandma emphasized respecting women and girls as I wanted to do. Um, real quick, I want to mention a I'll read this article. It says the WashingtonPost.com. Second man guilty in drug related killings. A district man facing trial in a major federal drug and murder case pleaded guilty Tuesday to two counts of second degree murder and one count of retaliation against a federal witness. A spokesman for the U.S. Attorney's Office confirmed yesterday. Tyrone LaSalle Price pleaded guilty to three counts before U.S. District Judge Thomas F. Hoban who set sentencing for June 14. Under the plea agreement worked out with assistant U.S. attorneys John Dominguez and L. Thomas Jackson, Price will face maximum prison term 15 years on the murder counts. Price also could be sentenced to a maximum 10 years on the retaliation charge. He's now deceased, according to a recent obituary I saw within the DMV area online. Price's police came less than a week after Wayne Silk Perry also known as Wayne Anthony Perry, 30, the main defendant in the 27-count indictment involving seven slangs and furtherance of a drug conspiracy, pleaded guilty to five counts of first-degree murder and was immediately sentenced to life in federal prison without parole. Felony. Organized crime is not worth celebrating. It's not worth dancing. It's not worth partying over. And it says, the sole remaining defendant in the case of Michael Jackson, not the late pop star, but a guy named Michael Jackson, is scheduled to appear before Hubbard tomorrow. The law enforcement source says the case against Jackson is to be resolved without trial. Jackson's charged with aiding and abetting the 1991 son Michael Foster. I remember uh, Wayne Perry killed Evelyn Carter. Uh, you know, Yolanda. Uh, early. He killed, um, many people throughout his life. Just, I just tell the truth for what happened. Wayne Perry, um, he killed Demencio, 
Montana Benson, who was a big time Brooklyn, New York City, New York drug dealer. Michael Salters, Michael Frey, who was uh, a big time drug dealer in the 1980s. Chocolate City, Washington, D.C. He killed Evelyn Carter. I think Evelyn Carter was like an ex girlfriend of his or something. He killed Yolanda Burley. He killed Alberta Hopkins. He killed Garrett Terrell. According to law enforcement. And so, United States of America versus Wayne, Anthony Perry, Tyrone LaSalle's Price, and Michael Anthony Baxter. They, Tyrone and Michael were said to be affiliated with Wayne or contemporaries of Wayne. Um, I'll definitely read this. It says, Supreme Court rules that men convicted in D.C.'s Catherine Fuller murder case not deserving to try this WashingtonPost.com. Um, this is by Robert Barnes, June 22nd, 2017. The Supreme Court ruled 6-2 Thursday that the men convicted of the notorious D.C. gang murder, <laughs> Catherine Fuller, not deserving a new trial because prosecutors withheld some evidence in the case. Uh, Justice Stephen J. Breyer, well retired justice now, wrote that it was not unreasonable to think that it wrote that it was not unreasonable to think that the withheld evidence that a man convicted of similar crimes at the scene of the area would have made a difference. Ooh. There's a lot of evidence withholding within um, these cases, and tampering of evidence is always a problem. And um, any evidence withholding in cases is absolutely um, problematic for me um, because I don't like hiding truth or hiding things that can really prove a case to be right or wrong. In the fact-specific context of this record, though, without evidence is too little, too weak, or too distant to undermine the group. Attack theory, Breyer said, announcing the decision from the bench. Mm. By the law enforcement really needs to respect the evidence. 100%. Here I go. Chief Justice John G. Roberts, Jr., Justice Anthony E. Kennedy, Clarence Thomas, Samuel A. Alito, Jr., and Sonia Sotomayor joined Breyer. Justices, the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg and, you know, Alina Kagan dissented, and Justice Neil M. Gorsuch took no part in the case, argued before he joined the court. Now we have uh, Judge Jackson, first black woman on the uh, Supreme Court. I'm very proud of Joe, President Biden, Joe Biden. At oral arguments, Justice dove deeply into the facts of the high-profile murder of Fuller, who was killed inside a garage tucked into an alley near 8th, 8th and 8th Streets, Northeast, on October 1st, 1984. She had set up for a store with $50 and a change purse tucked in her bra 
and her nearly naked body was found severely beaten and sodomized with a metal pipe. Pure evil trees bearing pure evil fruit is what I say about that. 16 boys and young men and one teenage girl were arrested for the murder. They ranged in age from 16 to 26 and were known as the 8th and 8th Street Crew. Each of the 13, each of the 13 ultimately charged initially claimed innocence. Remember, 8th and 8th Street Crew. Eight of the male defendants were convicted and seven were sentenced to 35 years to life in prison. Fuller's death helped submit the image of the nation's capital as a violent, dangerous place in Mount Washington's navigation line. There's way more law-abiding good people in D.C. than bad law, unabiding people in D.C. So let's correct that misperception. The killing drew notoriety not only for its brutality, but because police linked it to the rise of crews or violent gangs of youths. So remember, the crews and the gangs I was supposed to be part of the child were violent. And they didn't have youths, they had grown-ups too. But this is what happens when people come from shitty families and fucked up homes. And you have some people who have it, who have good homes and good families. They're just attracted to pure evil for all the pure evil reasons, which is pure evil in itself. Then let's get going. Interest in the case was revived by stories in the Washington Post, raising questions about the convictions, changes in the testimonies and witnesses. Those are all serious concerns, and it can be worrisome in the emotion. I understand. And the revelation that prosecutors had information about another man who some had been seen at the crime scene. You see what I mean? People have to be, people have to treat evidence correctly. I'm saying they really need to work on The petitions at the Supreme Court, Timothy Callep, Russell Overton, Levy Rouse, Kelvin Smith, Charles, and Christopher Turner, Clifton Yarborough, claim prosecutors should have told their attorneys about then 19-year-old James McMillan who had committed robberies in the neighborhood for the attack on D.C. Council member Nadine Winter. See what I mean? The people love to be animals and they hate to be human. They lash out like animals and they're not rational like humans. And it says, the lead prosecutor on the case at the time said he investigated the tip and dismissed information that's not relevant enough to turn over to defense attorneys. Lower courts have agreed. Breyer said the case at the Supreme Court was legally simple but factually complex. He wrote a detailed chronology of the murder and the trial testimony to include that knowing about McMillan would have made no difference. The defendants did not attempt to rebut prosecutors' witnesses who testified that Fuller's death was a gang attack rather than the work of individuals Breyer wrote. The evidence stacks against them, so they had no choice but to shut the fuck up. Rather, each petitioner pursued what was essentially a not me, maybe them defense name it, that he was not a part of the group that attacked Fuller, Bray wrote. Each tried to establish a defense by impeaching witnesses who had placed that particular petitioner at the scene. So, oh, so some of them were into the whole, let me save my own ass. But to save the life of Catherine Fuller, uh-uh, we ain't gonna do that. Telling man, 
first United Nations Feminicide is rising, ongoing issues. Every 11 seconds, a woman is killed. So, femicide in D.C. sadly have a relationship in terms of some criminals. Kagan wrote that the majority was wrong in the bottom line. With the undisclosed evidence, the whole tenor of the trial would have changed, he wrote. Rather than lying on a not me made in defense, all the defendants would have relentlessly impeached the government, thoroughly impeachable witnesses, and offered the jurors as a, as a way to view the crime a different light. Okay, the jury by Ginsburg. Wow. 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 That's the tough thing about experts and colleagues disagreeing with each other even though they both work in the same or similar fields tell you man legal justice is a duplexity it really is so as I read the case it's hard to understand I mean difficult. This is a difficult case. It says, Turner 51 was reported in 2010 for good behavior. Of 26 years in prison for Fuller's murder. Yeah. He has maintained he was falsely accused. Where's the evidence for that is my question. Of the eight men who were found guilty by a jury in the case, six remain in prison. The defendant died in prison at 99. Oh, this is that's just gruesome. We're going to keep fighting. This is not a discouragement by any stretch. Turner said in a telephone interview Thursday, we're still focusing on the case. We have found information that we will use to prove innocence. He's declined to elaborate. I hope that the evidence is, you know, if you're going to say you have good evidence, it better be not just good evidence, but good enough evidence. In my view, this could well have flipped one or more jurors. All that would be necessary to avoid conviction, she said. Meaning Kagan, Chris Paterno, one of the defendants in the case, said that he was disappointed in the Supreme Court decision, but that he and the attorneys not giving up or trying to prove innocence. I hope that they have enough evidence to determine wisely what did and did not happen, and that either way, you know, there needs to be much more justice for Catherine Fuller's family and her friends. What happened to her is... What happened to her is terrifying and horrifying. And um, I really want to say this on record. Organized crime and all crimes are gruesome, causing repulsion or horror, grisly, ghastly, frightful, grisly again, horrid, horrifying, fearful, hideous, Macabre, spine-chilling, horrible, horrendous, grim, awful, dire, dreadful, terrible, horrific, disgusting, repulsive, repugnant, revolting, repellent, sickening, distressing, shocking, appalling, abominable, loathsome, abhorrent, odious, monstrous, unspeakable, disgustful, loathly, you know, just, ugh, man. Macabre, yeah. Or, organized crime and all types of crime are macabre. 
disturbing and horrifying because of involvement with the depiction of death and injury. gas for women and they would pay me to do that at gas stations. I remember guys would get in their cars and drive off fast, not fully pumping in all their gas. Because of my fearsome reputation at the time, I could go on a basketball court or I could be walking the streets or I could, you know, be around schools, be at grocery stores, being downtown, being in the outskirts of town, being in the suburbs on the inner city just be everywhere my fierce reputation would cause people to you know men to drive away run away walk away hitchhike a taxi hitchhike a cab or you know do break and entering of a car do carjacking and drive off or they would um hitchhike a bus they would bang on the bus and then run to the bus or they would, you know, get in the school bus and just get get on and so they could get away. So I was known for shaking up people. I remember within organized crime that there was um, people who Absolutely. These were organized crime figures who sometimes take the women went into Uzis and inanimate objects as their favorite weapons of choice. And the went and the men like the assault rifles like AK AR fifteens, AK forty sevens. So um Sometimes, while I was being gang raped or raped by a person, it could be men, it could be women, they would use all those weapons on the rapist, and that's how they got killed. It could be sneak attacks from behind, or from the front, or from the side, or it was obvious, yes, you see me coming towards me, you know you're about to get killed from the side, from the back, and from the front, and they would use all those weapons, and that's how they got killed too. Um, wow. Wow. You know, I have no more memories of that world because they've all been shared. I say that world without organized crime. This is the best way to conclude the organized crime stories about my childhood because you pretty much know that every bad thing about life that you can think of and that you can't think of I experienced them all beyond infinity beyond measure and beyond compare sum it all up okay 
so organized so organized crime and crimes of all types are unpleasant disagreeable disgusting distasteful awful dreadful horrible terrible vile foul abominable frightful loathsome revolting repulsive odious sickening nauseating nos nauseous repellent repugnant horrendous hideous appalling atrocious offensive objectionable obnoxious unpalatable unsavory unappetizing off-putting uninviting dirty filthy squalid noxious evil smelling foul smelling smelly stinking rank rancid fetid malodorous malodorous accurate nosome mephetic disgustful lowly miasmal and olive Now, with that being said, thank you all who choose to heal with me, for healing with me each and every day.